Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett. Yes, this is me, Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. Where Where can you find me? You know where to find me on Spotify, or you can find me on on Apple Podcasts. And I am also part of the Buzzsprout uh, distribution of my podcast on whatever podcast companies that Buzzsprout distributes their their listeners and their and their podcasters. Yes, that's me. That's the guy. I'm the guy. Today I'm going to listen to. Today I'm going to talk about what. The Detroit Lions. And I don't want to talk, you know what, I, as most of you understand me, it's like, yeah, I'm a guy with a disability. But you know what I also love? I love sports. I've always loved sports. I'm a sports guy. I've always loved Detroit. I love Detroit Red Wings. Not big, I'm not a big, huge hockey fan, but I like the Red Wings because they like to win. They know how to win. They got Steve Eisenman. He knows what he's doing. He's got a good team. He's got a good young team, good free agency. Great free agency. Didn't get lucky in the draft picks, but a good agency pickups. Good job, Stevie. Then you got the Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons looking good. Looking, looking good. They got Ivy. They got Cade. Cunningham's. They got Isaac Stewart. They got meshing real well. Playing real well together. Good job. Love Detroit Pistons. Detroit Tigers, I love them too. They had a bad year. You know why? Their pitchers from last year tore their 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 elbow. And get it? Had to get a Tommy John surgery. Pitchers this year. Their star pitcher, Mister Mice, did the same thing to his elbow. His elbow tore that thing up. Had to get a Tommy John surgery. The batters for Detroit didn't do so well. You know why? Because they were trying too hard. Because we didn't have good enough starting pitching. Is it is it their fault? No. We had a lot of guys coming in from from Triple A trying to fit the team. It just didn't work out for Detroit. Should we get rid of Cabrera? Yes, we should. He's retiring. For God's sake, he's he should be the batting coach for Detroit, not some guy from the DH. You're not going to get to 4,000 in some number like Ty Cobb or like P. Rose. You're not going to get there. So I don't know why you keep playing. I don't know why they keep, keep this contract alive. They should. You know what they should do? You know what they should do? They should just sign them off and let them sail, sail away. They should just let them go. Trade them. Next year, they need to trade them. Trade them to a team that needs a DH, that needs someone that can hit a baseball for a team that might be just a little above the playoff level that needs someone to do the, the DH. Somewhere in DH. Somewhere he needs, he just needs to go. Kimbera, I love you. I really do. But you are the weakest link of Detroit from the 2006 and 2012 World Series. Actually, I'm wrong. It was actually our pitching that was the problem in 2006 and 2012. Our bullpen and our closers really stunk. So I take that back. But in recent times, Cabrera, you are the weakest link. I don't like saying that. People like you. I like you. You had a lot of great memories in 
Detroit, but you're sucking the life out of the payroll and other players that are supposed to be prospects. That's the way I feel. All right. So now we're going to get to do Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. I want people to do this for me. I want people to do this for me. Think about this. You're a Detroit Lions fan. You sit around and you watch Detroit week in and week out. And for some reason, we all do the same thing. This is going to be our week. We're going to win a game. This is going to do it. We're going to win. You know what happens? We lose. We either get blown out by a team that's better coached the New England Patriots, by a backup quarterback. Uh, actually, yeah, he was a backup. He, he was a back quarter, backup quarterback. I think his name was Zales. A rookie beat us 29-0. I'll coach by, by Belichick. What they did, and I said this before in the last podcast, is that they actually adjusted in the second half, and then they decided to shut us down. This week, we played against Miami. Miami, we looked good. In the first half, we looked great. We were moving the football. We were moving it down. We had good running games. We had good passing routes. Everything looked good. Then what happened? Halftime. Adjustments. Adjustments. What happens when you don't do adjustments? Or you know what happens when your playbook is that small? Because you don't have faith enough to teach your players a bigger playbook. So you have a really, really, really tiny playbook. And then you keep trying to play those same seven, eight plays over and over again. And then you don't change your players in and out for different sequence or different plays. The defense never has to change their defense. They don't have to change their they don't have to change their personnel. Am I right? If you only have eight plays and your offense of cause, the defense never has to change their personnel on the football field. Never, ever. And you keep doing the same thing, the most obvious things to do is what? You run on first down and you throw on second down and then you decide, hmm, second and third down, what should we do? Third and five, you can run it or you can pass it. Third and ten, you might want to throw it. But that's the problem right there. We have a lot of offsides, a lot of false starts, a lot of stuff that's going on. Not good. And then we use all our, our, we use our, our energy in the first half. By, by, the, by, the, by the time we get into halftime, we don't change anything on a playbook because we don't think we have to. We're, we're, we're winning or we're looking like we're even. We're looking good. Well, so we don't change our playbook. And then we really don't change our defensive play cause and we don't adjust to the defense. And then you get someone like Tyrone Hill not Tyree Hill, from the Dolphins that used to play in, in 49ers, I mean, I'm sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs with Mahomes, great athlete, great speed, and then you get tired. And then you don't know where he's at because he's running real fast. That's, that's just not 
That's not only the cornerback's coach fault, which he just got fired. That's also the defense line guys for not getting to 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 Miami's quarterback. I'm not even going to try to say his last name, but his first name is Ty. But I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. When you go out of your way, when you go out of your way to 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 start free, to go through free agency, and then you decide one day, hmm, our best receiver is what a tight end. He's he's in his second year of his rookie contract, and he's playing real well. He's running routes real well. He can't block. But he's running his routes pretty well. And then you're back and then your quarterback is Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is just finally catching on to the offensive scheme. And then you do this. This is what you do. You take his best receiver away. By how? Hmm. Free agency. No, not free agency. Let's do a trade. Yeah, let's do a trade. That sounds like a good idea. Let's trade. Our best receiver, because the other guys are hurt. We got a rookie receiver that hasn't played yet, and he may not even play this year, but he's hurt. Toward ACL last year, St. John Brown, he's just hurt. He's just running into brick walls, and he's a tiny little man. Tiny little man. And then you got Hawkinson. Running routes and you don't and you, and you trade them. You know I. I just. When I responded to stuff like this on Facebook. All these little Facebook people, who watch the lines as much as I do, said this is a great trade. They said he's not worth the money. Okay, he's not worth the money, but. Drafting a new tight end every two years and new receivers every three years and drafting new linemen every year isn't going to cut it. You're going to have to develop your players. You're going to have to go through free agency to get guys, especially offense and defense line guys, to come to Detroit. People like to draft somebody, you draft linebackers that can ultimately become like Hutchinson, who's a defense end guy, but in reality, he's a bit too small to be a defense end guy. So Detroit is probably going to draft another defense end guy or inside tackle guy, but what they should be doing is signing somebody that doesn't that doesn't play much or isn't really happy of where he's at and sign him big. But you have to develop players. Drafting players constantly is what poor, dumb organizations do. When I say poor and dumb, the Ford family, they're not poor. They're not dumb, but they're poor and dumb. So... They're like a, they're like an oxymoron. They know what they're doing, and they know exactly that all these Detroit Lion folks are like church people, like they're like the Christian Reformed Church. 
They're like the Catholics. They're like the Jewish community. They keep going in church and they keep giving to they keep giving to their to their churches. It's no different than going to church every Sunday for Detroit Lions. It just isn't. Detroit Lions is a church. You get 68,000 people to go to your church and you have the pastor, but instead of pastor, you have athletes. And these athletes are giving you a message, message of hope. And then the, the lead priest, man, is your head coach. And then everyone knows that the priest, that the, 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 the high priest and the preacher man, based on what religion you believe in, doesn't know all the answers. And he's not supposed to know all the answers. But he makes a lot of mistakes. But in, at church, when you go to your church, in real church, you're okay with that. But if he did something stupid, you would, would you, you would not listen to your pastor anymore. So our pastor now is Campbell. He's the lead guy. He's the big preacher man. He believes in this hope, and he's bringing all these lying people, these these lying fans, hope. And there are all these sixty-eight thousand people like yes, yes, praise the lions. It's like going to going to church. Praise Jesus. Praise Allah. Praise the Jewish prophet or God. So all these 68,000 fans who keep watching Detroit from home and keep watching Detroit from the, from the Ford, Ford Field, they're preaching the word of Detroit. We believe in hope. We believe that one day our Detroit Lions will save us from misery. We will be saved by the Lions, not the Tigers, not the Red Wings, not the Pistons, but the Lions. The Lions are going to save us. The Lions, the Lion is our, is our cash cow, is our cow. It's, it's, it's what we worship. We don't worship a man. We don't worship a woman. We don't worship a, a child. We worship a lion. Lion's supposed to be the alpha male, the strong, the beast, the the lion that's supposed to conquer Africa. He's supposed to mount all those women, suppose those lionesses, mount them. But our lion doesn't do anything like that. We don't come close. We got little cubs. We got little little. We're just. Little lions, we just nothing. But the Ford family has figured this out. You keep the people in your church, and they'll come as long as you give them sense of hope. If they come close to winning a game, and they almost they almost win it, they're gonna bring back all those other people coming in and coming out. So think about this. Every Detroit Lion game, every eight games in a year, there's not one person that goes sees the Detroit Lion twice a year. So out of those 68,000 seats, there's always a new member every single game. And if you can fill those seats up, you can sell tickets, 
for a hundred dollars i figured this out if you sell every ticket in detroit lions ford field for a hundred dollars and a hundred dollars isn't really realistic but i'm i'm going low ball you can make fifty four thousand dollars a year selling your tickets and let's be honest if detroit lions if half detroit lion fans went so it became thirty four thousand and the other half was fans from from Buffalo or or Miami or from Minnesota or Green Bay, the Ford family wouldn't care because they're selling the tickets. The Green Bay Packers have their have their Greek god, Aaron Rodgers. It is a it is a it is a very, very destructive uh, habit to get into to spend money on something that does the same thing over and over again with with the same result. When you have something or somebody do something over and over again and think that a different result, a different action will happen next time, that's insanity. So if I keep punching myself in the head and, and tell myself, well, Next time I punch myself in the head, it's not going to hurt. That's insanity. Next time you guys go to Detroit Lions game and you think the Lions are going to win, that's insanity. Insanity. Detroit Lions, the Ford family, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. You give up, you give up your best third receiver in 1992 or 1994 when the Detroit Lions went to the NFC Championship game against the Washington Redskins and get killed by the Redskins because we got outcoached by by Gibbs. And then the following year, during the offseason, you don't sign Brett Premium as your slot receiver. So you have Johnny Morin, Herman Moore, and then, and then, and, and, and then you have Brett Premium, and then you have Barry Sanders, and then you start your backup quarterback Eric Kramer because Scott Mitchell got hurt or he's not any good, and then he takes you all the way to the to the NFC Championship. Eric Kramer, Barry Sanders, Herman Moore, Johnny Morton, Brett Premium. You know what you do? You start getting rid of players because you know why. Because if the Lions start winning, and then let's say the Lions start winning Super Bowls, and then when they start losing again, so let's say the Lions win three Super Bowls in seven years or in ten years. And then they go right back to their shenanigans. Like they just don't win. They're one in they're one in fifteen, one in sixteen, they're Seven and nine, or seven and ten, or eight and eleven, or whatever. Let's say they have, if they win three Super Bowls in ten years, and let's say they go, let's say in the next ten years they don't win at all. No one would come to the games no more. No one would, and that's why the Ford family is very smart. You give people what they know, what they're going to see, and not give them what they want. If they give them what they want, 
then the Lions always have to win. They always have to win. So if the Lions start winning, the fans are going to expect them to win Super Bowls. There be we'll be the next Dallas Cowboys fans. Oh, we were at three. We went to three Super Bowls in the nineties, and we became the America's favorite team. And they still think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. But in Detroit, if you know your team's going to lose, and the Ford family knows that they're going to lose, then that's all they have to succeed. If you get a guy like me in there and I put my guys together, I I get my free agencies and I get I draft picks and, and trades and I start dealing and wheeling. It could, I mean, it could phenomenally be different. And I'm going to tell you this, folks. If anyone that should be more disappointed about this T.J. Hawkinson trade is Jared Goff, and Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell should already get the signal that they're no longer believing his philosophy and they're starting to go away from his, from his objective train of thought. They're already giving up on you. They're already giving up on Jared Goff. So they're already trading in Hockerson, all because they won't pay him $10 million a year for four or five years in Detroit. And yes, he might not be the best he may not be the best tight end, but he's the top ten. And and sometimes you have to start somewhere. But what gets me most about this whole thing is that they're gonna build a trophy, I mean I'm sorry, a statue of Barry Sanders. And everyone loves Barry. I love Barry, but you know what? I don't really, I don't really respect him. You know why? Because he quit. He quit on Detroit. He just did. People say, well, his team sucked. Well, yeah, his team did suck. But you know what he could have done? He could have asked for a trade. He could have retired in the offseason. And then let the Detroit Lions draft a running back and and figure out his contract and rearrange his contract so that they could assign free agents in the offseason so that they could keep the momentum going after Barry Sanders. And now they're building a statue of this man. And it's funny, they're not going to build a statue of Bobby Lane. And Bobby Lane, they should build a statue of Bobby Lane, too. And they should build a statue of Mike Artley, the guy that got paralyzed at, in Detroit in the, in the, in the 90s in, the, in, a, in a game. They should, if anyone deserves a trophy or a statue in Detroit, it should be Jason Hansen and Eddie Murray for scoring the most points in Detroit. As kickers, think about that. Our kickers should have a statue. Not Barry. Not Mike Utley. God bless his soul. 
but our kickers. If you think our kickers should have a trophy, give me a hell yeah, because they deserve it. They really do. And I'm I'm telling you this, folks. If anyone should be disappointed in Detroit, it should be Dan Campbell and, and Jared Goff. The writing is on the wall. It is done. You guys are probably not going to win another game. And it's kind of sad. And it's not your fault, Campbell and Jared Goff. It's not the rest of the team's fault. It's not Swift's fault. It's not Williams' fault. It's not Hutchinson's fault. It's just the Lions just have this thing about taking advantage of poor poor people or not smart people or people with a lot of hope who go to church instead of going to a Catholic church or a Christian Reformed church or a a temple or a Muslim church. You know where they go? They go to they go to the Ford Field. That's our church. I haven't ever gone to the Ford Field because I don't want to give them my money. I have do, I don't even have a Detroit Lions hat because I'm not. I just don't want to give them money. I don't want to give the NFL money to give three percent back to Detroit or seven or fifteen percent back to Detroit. Just not going to do it. Just not. Man, I'm so. All right, folks. I'm going to end it. I don't want to get all bummed out, but it's after Wednesday. I'm going to release this early because I want to. All right. So if you like this podcast, find me on find me on Apple Podcasts, Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Find me on Spotify, Andre's Podcast, Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Uh, email me at show at gmail. Tell me if you think I'm just stupid. And then I'm also part of this community of Budge Sprout uh, podcast distribution stuff. I'm not doing so well, but I have to, but I like doing this because it gives me something to do and I'm learning how to speak with a microphone, so someday I might be a sports broadcaster or a a sports analyst or something, or just ph- anything philosophy. All right, I'm out. Peace, love. Listen to it, please.
of anybody that should be pissed off the most is is Dan Campbell. I really do. I really think that he should be really mad. And I want people to understand that I don't really like Dan Campbell. I think he's a very nice guy, I guess. But he's a football guy, but he's too macho. It's not real. It's fake. It's fake. Stop being macho. You need to teach players how to teach players how to play football. You got to do that. Please do that. All right. I've gone 30 minutes with this. I'm rambling on. But if I was a Detroit Lion fan, a Detroit Lion coach, I'd be pissed off. I just would. I would be pissed off if I was Jared Goff. I'm like, what are you doing to me? You're killing me, man. You're just killing me. We wouldn't trade Calvin Johnson, and we didn't trade Barry Sanders. So why would you even trade TJ Hawkinson? Just to save a couple million dollars? Really? Really? Like a million dollars is, like $10 million is really going to affect your bank account at the Ford, the Ford Foundation or the Ford Economy or Ford car trucks, the F-150s. Is that really going to bug you if you sign a, a, a tight end that you need right now that is actually playing right playing good right now, you're going to get all flustered because you're going to have to pay him $10 million for 40 years. So, well, you're going to have, for every year, you're going to have to give him $10 million. So, if he plays for five years, you're going to have to give him $50 million. 35 of that should be guaranteed. At least guaranteed. But still, you're going to have a hissy fit over a contract? It just blows my mind. Just just blows my mind. All right, I got to go. If you like this podcast, listen to it on Spotify. It's Andre's podcast, Crazy Dre podcast show. Uh, there is also a on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find me on other uh, distribution stuff from buzzsprout.com. You can email me at at uh crazy dre podcast show dot at gmail dot com look up the history of Detroit Lions look up the history of the Ford family just do it understand the philosophy of Detroit understand the philosophy of the Lions just look it up